0: W240 DJ Washington 95.9, WPRS HD2 Waldorf, WKYS HD2 Washington, WMMJ HD2 Bethesda, and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. The
1: views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management.
2: Devin's show
0: This is the Uncle
2: Devin's show. Come on, Uncle Devin's
1: show. All right. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to learn something too. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin's show here on Wol 1450 AM, 95.9 FM on your listener dial. It is a beautiful day. I know some say it's hot, but you know what? I can feel the heat, so I ain't complaining. The day I can't feel the heat or can't feel the cold, then then I got a problem. But today I can, and it's, it's wonderful. But I hope you're staying cool out there. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Uh, no soda, no Kool-Aid. Drink some water, H2O. Our body is 70% water, so we want to make sure we have all that in our system. And today's show is the Uncle Devin Show. Well, first of all, I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. Uh, and today's show is, as all my shows are, this is the, one of the first radio stations uh, that focuses specifically on children's music uh, and, and and the importance that music plays in a child's development. Um, is What we're trying to do is get rid of what we call music adultification, and that's where uh, we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music. And so the music you just heard was my theme song, and I have the Uncle Devin Show, which is an interactive musical experience for children that uses drums and percussion to cultivate their minds. And we've been traveling around the nation, uh, performing shows, doing live shows. I'm a teaching artist uh, with Wolf Trap and Young Audiences, Arts for Learning in Maryland. And uh, we do a lot of great things. But we, this station talks about the connection between music and our children's development. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, I want to... Uh, Give a shout out to the Anne Arundel County Library System. They treated us well last week. We had two wonderful shows. Uh, the other day was in Edgewater. Uh, so I want to give them a shout out and uh, thank you for having us back for your summer reading program. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out more about our shows, you can go to com. That's TheUncleDevin, D-E-V-I-N, Show.com and click on the calendar. Uh, we, uh, upwards to about a hundred shows a year, uh, for the entire family. Trust me. Uh, we're starting to get more adults that come to our show just because they love our show. Um, and we're like, what about the children? And then they'll bring the children with them as well. Um, today's show is brought to you by I am we nation. Let me hear you say, I am we nation. It's the first 24 seven online music radio station for children, uh, in the urban community and beyond. Uh, is on this station that you will hear uh, where we provide age appropriate and culturally relevant music of different genres, including hip hop, go go, reggae, uh, jazz, hip hop, um, uh, you name it, folk. We play a little bit of everything on the station, but we do it with the urban twist. So that's I am com with two E's. Uh, this station, and, and we're proud to be uh, sponsored uh, by them. I am also happy to have two guests. Uh coming up on my second half of today's show uh is uh Terry Taylor. Uh she works with the Reginald Lewis Museum. She works in uh I always forget the exact name, the education uh she's the education coordinator, does some marvelous work. We've been working with the Reginald Lewis Museum for probably close to seven years. And so uh, we're gonna bring her on around the twelve thirty hour and have her to talk about some wonderful programming that they have coming up uh at uh on this particular saturday so we're absolutely looking forward to that but right now uh right now uh, okay we don't have anyone there okay well, hopefully she'll be calling in real soon we have sister anita dixon uh anita dixon uh is with the american music apprenticeship program and i believe she's calling in from missouri uh, and she has a wonderful program that uh she is she is doing um that goes around to schools and talks about the the origins of music, and how people of color and black people and African people, what have you, is that origin. And she's got won a grant that where she's going into schools and teaching and educating young people um, about this origin, so we won't forget. And I don't care what direction you go in. You can look at country music. You can look at rock and roll. You can look at R and B. You can look at jazz. Uh, you can look at spirituals and gospels. All of it. Um, the, the 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 major role that uh, people of African descent has played in that is, is tremendous. So she should be calling in any moment now. Lines on you can let me know when she's when she's available. But I want to um, open up the, the phone lines. Uh, you can give me a call at one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. And last week I started a conversation. Uh, I want to I want to also say before I go any further that today is our first year anniversary. Uh, it was one year uh, ago on, uh, I guess it was last Monday, of course, last year's Monday, that we started our show here on WOL, uh, and it was, uh, it's was it been a passion and a dream to be able to provide a platform where parents, teachers, and guardians can understand, can truly understand the importance and the need for, for music dedicated just to our children. And for those of you all who have um, seen some of the discussions about uh, the issue of a black mermaid in some of Disney's shows or um, we've seen some controversies that people were saying, um, you know, had some problems with that and the like. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I, I know that also Disney came out with a Lion King and um, I have not seen it yet. Um, I do plan on seeing it, but I have a question I just want to ask. Um, does the black community value our children? Uh, it sounds simple but I want you to hear me out again but but does the black community value our children um disney is i believe the number 1 media entity in the in the country and for that matter for the world um they somehow found a way and it's not hard um, to to make money um focusing on children's music and entertainment um but for some reason none of our black owned media entities does anything i mean not even one thing for children and i could be wrong i want you to call me out if i'm wrong <laughs> but think about it think of those entities that are either owned or focus in our community whether it's BT, we know they're own uh they're not owned by by blacks but it is caters to blacks um i don't know if you think of oprah magic here at urban one tv and all that there's no Children's programming, and so the question is: Does that suggest that we don't care about our children? Um, What what ways do we show that we actually care for children? Um, I mean, you know, I mean, we we talk it, you know, we we want to hear our politicians say it, but how do we really show that? Give us a call at, or give me a call at one eight hundred four five zero seven, eight, seven, six. And let's talk a little bit about that. I'm I'm curious to know that until my caller calls in, she should be calling in any moment now. Um, uh, that's, uh, uh, Anita down in, um, in Missouri, but how do we actually measure that? Um, how do we determine, uh, whether or not we even care for our children? I know, uh, this, this past week here in Washington, DC, uh, we had yet another 11 year old killed, um, by, by gun violence. Uh, And it was a very sad situation because my understanding is that there was a good Samaritan that came to the rescue of the young young man and um, put him in his car to get him to to drive away. But uh, the the person that allegedly shot him, I believe he was 29 years old, just opened fire in the car and killed him anyway. Uh, But that was on the on the heels of yet another 11 year old who uh, the first 11 year old victim knew. Um, But all across the United States. Uh, in our communities, um, our children are living in chaos, but quite honestly, many times we as adults live in as if there's there 's no issues i mean i i 've lived my whole life as a state of emergency you know that, that we need to be urgently doing something about this but the question is are we doing anything give me a call if you are a member of an organization that's doing some wonderful work for children give a call and let us know i want to know what work you're doing but as a as a collective do we really value children in our community you can reach us at one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. that's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. uh here in uh the uh, Uh, in the Silver Spring Studios here in um, Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, And again, um, I I know that part of the the role that I uh, have decided to take on is um, elevating this whole aspect of children's music and entertainment. Um, It's so important, it is absolutely so important. And over the next several weeks we're gonna be bringing in different guests. Uh, Some are performers, some are teachers some are professors uh some are activists and we we we're talking about you know how music itself can really change uh and can speak to the soul of of everyone especially our children and if children are growing up listening to music that's not healthy for them in their development if they're listening to violence and sex if they're listening to music that encourages the, the, their, their social degradation instead of their social upliftment, um, then it just becomes a natural part of life as they get older. And, you know, we talked about the, the sponsor of this program, I Am We Nation. Um, here we have a radio station, a radio station um, that is dedicated specifically to children of the urban community if you if you just scan the dial and look for children 's music uh, most children 's music radio stations nowadays um, and, and and I know many of them they 're some great people and and I'm, this is not a knock on them because it 's not their job i don 't believe to do what what, what we 're doing, but you may not hear music that 's reflective of uh, the, you know uh, of, of the black community. you may not hear music uh music that we 're used to hearing and I do believe that we have to diversify and let our children hear um, a whole host of music from all types of genres. But most of the music today does not um, cater to to our community, but only caters to the dominant culture. So we've created um, our own radio station. It's called I Am We Nation. And let me explain what that means. We Nation is spelled W-E-E. And the W stands for Watoto It's really W.E.E. stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education. Watoto is Swahili for children. So, again, we're just saying children, entertainment and education. Uh, I've been doing children's music and art for the last 10 years, Um, so much so that last year I was able to walk away from my nine to five job. Um, As I'm now a teaching artist where I'm in schools and I am able to uh, do a lot of performances and the like. So for, you know, for us in the We Nation community, we wanted to provide a platform to educate people about the importance of music. And on that note, my guest today, my first guest today is doing something even directly um, about educating young people about the importance, uh, of, of uh, importance of our music. And we're going to bring her on in just a minute. But if you go to I am we nation.com, it's a 24 seven online radio network. I want you to understand what, what this means. That means any time of the day you can click on, uh, I am we nation and, and you're hearing music not just from myself, but I mean, I, I'm, I have a couple of my songs on there. But there are artists from around the country, around the world, that are making some phenomenal music. There are some that you may have heard of. Some of you all may have heard of Beyonce's sister Solange. Has a wonderful, phenomenal children's CD. You know, I grew up listening to hip-hop. And Andre 3000 did a wonderful children's CD that you'll hear some of his music on there. Um, of course, many of you all have heard of uh, Bob Marley. Well, his son Ziggy Marley won a Grammy for best children's album years ago. You'll hear his music on there. But beyond them, there are people like me who make who, who focuses on children's music exclusively. So you're going to hear myself and Groovy Nate, and, and, and I'm going to be talking about um, a single that's going to be released this weekend. Uh, that Groovy uh, that I'm, I'm playing on with Groovy Nate. Uh, you're going to hear Latin Grammy Award winner Andres. Um, one, two, three with Andres and Culture Queen Jessica Smith and uh, Jessica Hebron. Sorry about that, Jessica. And and others. That's on imwenation.com But I don't. I want you to hold tight for one moment. We're gonna take a quick break. We wanna find out what the traffic and weather is like, and then when we come back, we're gonna interview um, Anita Dixon, who's gonna to talk to us about some wonderful work she's doing around the country. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. <laughs> and we're back you're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM on your listener dial here in the Silver Spring studios and I am honored to have my next guest um, to to come come to us um, I think she's coming to us from Missouri. I'm, I'm going to have her explain that. But uh, the work that she has and, and is doing is absolutely phenomenal. And this is why we created this show, so that we can provide platforms for the work that uh, people like Anita Dixon is doing. And she has a program called the American Music Apprenticeship Program. And so she, here to talk a little bit about that is, is Anita. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show.
2: Thank you, thank you, Uncle Devin. Show I'm <laughs> incredibly honored.
1: Uh, well, the honor certainly is mine. And before we get into the wonderful work that you're doing, talk tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Where are you calling from? And uh, I believe you also work with the organization. Or anything you'd like to share with us?
2: Well, I'm calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, uh, where I wrote the UNESCO Creative City of Music, which makes Kansas City the only Creative City of Music under the UN. Under UNESCO, and that wow. is United Nations Educational, uh, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Really? I wrote that a couple of years ago, but uh, I've, I've been trying for. You know how we have this problem within urban communities? They, they being whomever that might be, <laughs> right. destroyed our uh, opportunities to have music as part of the K through twelve programming. Yes. throughout urban schools, it was just gone. Yes. You know, so these are the things that were a problem. So I began to search for ways to make music uh, education sustainable. You know, you go, you get a grant, and then that grant's gone. You might have relied on it. Then it's gone. You can no longer do your program. Mm -hmm. Or it's such a scratch-scratch situation. It can never grow to where it needs to be, Mm -hmm. particularly in the public school system. Mm -hmm. So I began to evaluate the opportunities to do to find out how does one become an apprenticeship program under the Department of Labor. Okay. Well, with that situation, I've been speaking with the American Federation of Musicians for a number of years and uh, found out that apprenticeships were that the American public didn't have an apprenticeship for musicians because musicians weren't considered to be a
3: profession
1: Okay, and then I'm going to stop you right there before you go further and we can probably spend the whole rest of the discussion on that
3: <laughs> for real right
1: there are many people who don't look at us as professions and will often right. say well you know why y'all charge so much or can you just do it for free it's just music I'm like huh are you kidding me but anyway I'm going to let you continue but it, it, it drives me crazy
2: it, it drives you know, between that exposure thing. Oh, when oh. you have a trillion dollar company call you and say, <laughs> we have an opportunity for musicians, but it's great exposure. Exposure,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I always tell know, them like, I'm overexposed. I, I don't need it. <laughs>
2: exactly. But if, if, you know, when you think of the level of, of, of intellect, mm-hmm. talent, and think that it takes to become a full-time professional musician. Yes. You know, you have a profession that at one time in this country particularly, no one considered that to be anything but a necessity. Yes. That music as education was part of being a well-rounded, intellectual, educated person. Yes. So it was never a part, never a separate or a part from what we do, but now we're going backwards so rapidly mm-hmm. that only the very rich can afford a music class for their children. Thus, we've not been able to keep up with the demand worldwide for the music that was created within these communities.
0: Absolutely, jazz, absolutely, blues, R and
2: B, you know, hip hop. We can't keep up with the demand. So, what is the demand doing? Mm-hmm. It's finding another supplier. Yes okay like yes. any other market yes from, you know japanese are singing gospel
1: yes you know uh, I, mean? Me, I mean i saw a video i'm like man they sounded great too it
3: was just amazing but have, yes. i
2: call them the ham have- <laughs> noodle how did
3: y'all
2: figure that one out right but this is what the apprenticeship program so now to become sustainable you must find the money yes well the american government has the money okay to workforce development okay So like any other apprenticeship, like being a plumber or an electrician, Mm -hmm. there is a series of training that you go through, a series of on-the-job OJT training that you go to, and then journeyman that you go to to learn this profession Mm -hmm. and the development of it, how it works. Oh, wow. Once I put that into a a context
0: Mm
3: -hmm. that was
2: understandable by the Department of Labor,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: okay, like the language had to be, Adjusted. Yes. For creative economics, so that now music is not just cultural enrichment; Mm -hmm. it's job readiness.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Job
2: readiness. And and that's
1: that is so important. Wow. And and just as you mentioning it, it is. I never even thought about that before, but it makes all the sense in the world.
2: You know, it, it, well, it, it, it came down to sustainability. Mm-hmm. When I got the UNESCO designation, there is a, um, uh, a thing about sustainable goals or that they insist for people around the world. There's 180 cities, mm-hmm. 180 cities in 79 countries that participate in UNESCO. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is concerning is like clean water, yes. uh, 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 eradicating poverty, mm-hmm. and then sustaining urban development. Yes. In 20 years, 75% of the population of the the entire world will be living within a city. Wow. How do you go about and sustain those things of humanity Mm -hmm. that makes this not a one-on-top-of-the-other-person project thing, but makes it a humane, intellectual understanding of one person to the next? Right. Well, music is that is that caveat is that thing Mm
3: -hmm. that
2: is the most understandable yes so we had to find a way to sustain even what american music is wow even identifying what it is
1: right right
2: so so so
1: so right now so what did that look like for you and what what does it allow you to do now um in our schools
2: Well, what it allows us to do, and what I'm working on now, is working with our particular school district here in Kansas City Mm -hmm. to reinstate an opportunity to change the dynamic again. So you've got a position, let's say you've got a position for a music teacher, one music teacher, that's like $55,000 a year, and that's on the low-low, right? Right. And you can't provide what you like. Well, for $55,000 a year, Mm -hmm. I can give you in Kansas City 10 musicians. Yes. Who have bachelor's and master's degrees.
0: Okay.
3: Who can
2: take that money and give you full blown projects, full yes. blown music projects on a five day a week basis.
3: Hmm. It's
2: about changing the laws. It's about changing the ability to spread the money where it needs to be. It's resource laden.
3: Hmm.
2: You know, okay. people, people look out here and they look at man, the, the workforce. I so said, no, the musicians' workforce is resource-laden.
0: Yes, yes. We got
2: guys out here sitting out, hey, give me $200 a day.
0: Yeah, I mean, really.
2: And I can make something happen. Yeah. So we're presently, you know, working with our uh, Cease the Violence programming now mm-hmm. and our um, our um, local community college to turn it into a, a AA program mm-hmm. and things like that to go back into the school system so that it becomes something that we can utilize as urban sustainability and show the rest of the world through UNESCO that this is how it can be accomplished in poor countries, in poor neighborhoods. This is how it can be done.
1: Because as you mentioned, you know, as I mentioned in my show, I I have the Uncle Devin show, um, uh, which I use drums and percussion to cultivate children's minds. And and I'm a teaching artist, but I would agree with you. Ninety percent of my shows are in communities outside of the urban community Um, and and in the urban and, and many in the urban community either say that they can't afford it or don't understand the value of it. I think it's twofold. It is a financial issue, but we put our money where our heart is. And for some reason, the education side of getting people to understand that the the, the connection between music and a child's development is huge. How would you speak to that in terms of what you've learned in terms of how we can use uh, music as a, as educational tool?
2: I say that you can virtually track the violence and the inability for our children to communicate with each other by the year that the urban school districts were stripped of their music programming.
1: I, yes, absolutely. Not, okay, and I would I even add something else to it. Right there. I would, not only just the music, but then I also remember the, the, the after school programs. I mean, when I was, ah. you know, the year I first started going to junior high school, I think it was 78, they got rid of sports in the schools. So there was no more junior high school sports. Now you had intramurals and stuff like that. But then you saw a a direct connection between, you know, the the eradication okay. of those programs and, and all these social uh, pro, uh, problems that we started to see in our community. That That's actually a great study.
2: Yes. Specifically from there, I can virtually tell people you can track the rise of the violence of pregnancies, of deaths and things in the black community by when we destroyed the ability for our children's creative minds to have something to do. But as the creative mind is, particularly with African-Americans, we created something else, rhythm and poetry, rap. Yes. These various things came out of that inability Uh to get to that thing. Yes. But we recreated something, and, and once again, just like jazz. Mm-hmm. Created something that had never been on the face of the earth before. This is our gift to the world for oppressiveness. Yes. Okay.
1: okay. The ability
2: to constantly do this.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have you hold on for one moment. Um, I'm I'm going to extend you just a little bit, and I know I have another guest that's gonna be that's uh, probably on hold. But I want to. I got a few other questions I want to ask you. So if you can just hold on one moment, uh, you're listening to Uncle Devin's Show here on Wol 1450 AM. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with Anita Dixon, and then we're gonna also bring uh, Terry uh, Taylor with the Reginald Lewis Museum. Don't go anywhere.
0: 0864
1: 0864. And, and, Mm -hmm. so, and for those who may just be tuning in, talk a little bit again. So what is your apprenticeship program and what, 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 what are you able to do now with, with this apprenticeship program?
2: The American music apprenticeship program is the first time the department of labor has recognized musicians as a profession that is apprenticeable in the history of the department of labor. We are endeavoring to bring professional music opportunities back into urban and rural schools in America to start talking about the demand of of professionals in the music industry. We have an opportunity to do that when we're able to give the skills and have a sustainable program for education for music, which can be had during workforce development. It is now not just A cultural enrichment program but a job readiness Hmm. opportunity for people which is a whole different mindset for creative economics
1: so then as as an artist if I wanted to take advantage of this um, you're saying there's a series of classes and or training that we that I could go through right now Um, is it something I have to apply for is it just open to anyone is there any type of prerequisite
2: no, the, no. There is definitely there is a novice program if you have never taken a music class before in your life. There is also a professional program that teaches you. It's a certification that teaches you how to become a traveling international. You know how to get your passport, how to greet people in cultural manners, how to travel and find and find work in other countries. Okay. OK, mm-hmm. how to establish yourself, you know, because, you know, if if you come out of school and all you can play is jazz. Well, you've just limited yourself to many, many a gig you could get if you were more diverse in the things that you did.
1: Wonderful. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is really, really wonderful. Now, I know I'm a teaching artist with certain uh, private organizations in the D.C. area and I go into schools and I'm able to um, teach teachers. Uh, pretty much professional development uh, on how to use my art form to enhance let's say literature or something to that extent and so Mm -hmm. what you're talking about kind of even extends beyond that because um uh it it all it's not limited to a particular region this is nationwide Mm -hmm. and it's using taxpayers money which we invest in to be able to enhance and enrich our, our communities
2: but just think about it, if, you, if you've got enough money to send your child to the conservatory, that's the least of your worry. Yes, that's right? right. That's the least of your
0: worry.
3: That's right. But
2: if you do not, mm-hmm. you'd be like any other apprenticeship program, right? Yes. That is for that, for the working class person whose child might decide he wants to be a saxophone player.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there's actually work for saxophone players, but it's in Japan, it's in Copenhagen, it's in these various places that if you know of a variety of genres, you can be a full-time employed musician Mm. with the right skills and the right understanding about what you're doing.
1: Do you offer yourself, have you uh, began offering any type of um, uh, training or programs, or or do you do... speaking engagements to educate artists I about this
2: absolutely do okay i absolutely do i've gone a couple of cities right now explaining more about the american music apprenticeship program but i also have a, a um a business i'm sageworldviewcom okay. sage s-a-g-e worldview.com uh, I, my tagline is ancient wisdom for millennial strategies mm. i bring into what used to be into the future so that people can see and use the new technology and the various things to understand what happened or what needs to happen. Because they want to negate what happened before Yes. because it doesn't fit into their future until they see. So ancient wisdom for millennial strategies, I am actually a speaker and a developer of uh, Urban Communities and things beyond gentrification and things like that.
1: Well, you know, I am going to be contacting you this week. I want to set up a time to have you come to the Washington, D.C. area. Um, mm-hmm. We have a host of artists that I know uh, that would love to take advantage of that, and I want to try to make that happen. If someone wants to reach you, again, you said that your email address is UGRRlady. That's, that's acronym for Underground Railroad Lady at AOL.com. That's me. And
2: And one other thing, we're putting on something called the Voyage of the Drum internationally for UNESCO. Mm -hmm. That is going to identify that has identified the drum as the first instrument of humanity. We've already gathered five countries that will be joining us in the craft and folk art, hmm. the music, and various things of why the drum is the most important instrument on the planet for humanity.
1: Wow, well, you know, as a drummer, you know I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm tickled <laughs> to death because we always say, in Africa, the drum isn't king, it's emperor.
3: It's just the king, <laughs> it is, true that, and true So, that. Uh,
1: so, so listen, I, I, I wish we had, I'm gonna have to have you back, and I wanna also give you an open invitation That if you ever need to share information about what you're doing and what's going on, just give me a call. We will have you back on the air to be able to share the information that that you have. And again, uh, it's the American uh, music Music Apprenticeship Program. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, I will be. I will. Sh- we will share your information on our website. You can go to the Uncle dot com, or you can go to Uncle Devin Show on Facebook, and you can find information about Sage S A G E Worldview dot com, uh, yes. where we can find more information. All I want to say is, Nita, thank you very much for what you're doing. I can't wait to talk to you even further offline to learn more. Uh, and, and we will be partnering because what you're doing is so, so important uh, uh, on many different levels. So thank you very much for your time.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, truly.
1: You're welcome. That was Anita Dixon uh, with the American Music uh, Apprenticeship Program. And as she said, the first time that this type of program has been... Uh, recognized at the United Nations, so she has a, a UNESCO uh, designation. I want to now go to my next guest. Uh, thank her for her patience, and I don't want to short ch- change uh, them as well because they're doing some wonderful things. Um, Terry Taylor has been uh, nothing but a, a, a huge supporter of the Uncle Devin Show. Uh, she's uh, had us at the Reginald Lewis Museum. I, I want to say, was it seven years? I, we, I we, we 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 we've been there almost every year. Uh, for their, uh, uh, their annual Black Children's Book Fair. And if you've never been to this, oh, my God, it is absolutely off the chain. It is a beautiful sight. It is packed. And one year when we came up, the line was wrapped around the building. So understand this. We had the line wrapped around the building for people coming in to read. It was absolutely phenomenal. So I want to welcome uh, to the Uncle Devin Show uh, Terry Teller with the Reginald Lewis Museum. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show.
4: Hi, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself?
4: I'm good, good, all right. good, good. Well,
1: I'm glad you're able to join us. And again, I, you know, publicly, I just want to thank you for uh, always having us to be a part of all your wonderful programming. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about your title, and for those who may have never heard of the Reginald Lewis Museum, talk a little bit about what the museum is.
4: Okay, um, so I'm the Education Programs Manager at the mm-hmm. Reginald Lewis Museum. I've been there since the museum opened in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, The museum looks at African-American history and culture. It's the largest African-American museum in Maryland. We used to be able to brag the East Coast, of course, until the National African-American Museum opened (laughs) down the street. (laughs) But um, it's the authentic voice of Maryland African-American history. Um, And we tell our stories through our permanent collections, our special exhibitions our educational programs, and public events.
1: Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm i going to – I think this was the case, but it was in 2007. Well, first of all, when did the, when the muse, museum open? Do you recall offhand?
4: It, op- mm-hmm. it opened in 2005. Yes. Uh, I want to say June 24th. Mm-hmm. Next year we'll be celebrating our 15th anniversary.
1: Yes, and I believe my jazz band, which was at the which was called a Sense of Urgency, was the first band to ever play at that library. Uh, we did a fundraiser for my alum, uh, for, for my, uh for my uh, school that I'm an alum, uh, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and um, we had so much fun then. But little did I know that I would be now doing children's music at that time now so it was so so wonderful so so talk about some of the the programming that you all do um uh for the entire family but definitely what you do doing as the education uh program director
4: um okay um well when it comes to we have like a saturday fun program that occurs usually monthly um each year um during the year um we do programming that's connected with our special exhibitions, Mm -hmm. and we do everything from storytelling performances Mm -hmm. to puppet shows, studio art art activities, music programs, and workshop activities for youth. Okay. Um, And we also connected with our special exhibitions, so last year we had a great exhibition on Romare Bearden. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then we have um, we have family days mm-hmm. uh, that are connected with the exhibitions, where we usually provide like reduced admission um, of five dollars, so that families can you know bring all their kids in, or grandparents can bring their grandchildren in. Right. Uh, we have big festival days, like you mentioned, the book fair, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa, MLK Day, yes. just to name a few.
1: Okay. And you have something coming up this Saturday, is that
3: correct?
4: Yes. Um, So we're having a Community Quilt Craft Day that's in connection to an exhibit that we have on G's Ben's quilts and a photographer, Linda Day Clark, who photographed them um, for many years. And um, she is a Maryland photographer. And on Saturday from 11 to 3, we will have all kinds of activities taking place. We'll have storytelling by Diane Macklin for children and families in the G's Bend Gallery. That's at 11. And then we're going to have um, a quilt-in where the public can come in, create a square that's connected to um, gun prevention. Mm. Up here in Baltimore, we have the Baltimore Ceasefire, and mm. that's a movement where they've been working for many years trying to, you know, um, decrease the gun violence here they right. you know they do a lot of activity and activism so we thought that it would be great to create a quilt that was connected with the community so um some of the um activists will be there that day with their information they're going to be having a ceasefire um movement i want to say the following weekend mm-hmm. and people can create uh, a square um and of course this is not just the baltimore thing mm-hmm. everybody is is having this issue whatever city that you're in and then we're going to have um dance performances okay um by the baltimore um dance baltimore and maria broom a storyteller dancer who is also um in the wire for those people remember that show from long ago yeah so, um, and then we'll have quilt demos taking place, demonstrations, and, and lots of quilters um, showing their their wares. So it's, it's going to be a really nice day. Oh
3: wow! And that's
4: from 11 to
1: 3. 11 to 3. Where are you located?
4: We are located on 8:30 Pratt Street. We're if you ever go down to the Inner Harbor, we're like one block past it. So if you know where the National Aquarium is, just keep driving down Pratt Street. We're on the corner of Pratt and President.
1: Okay. Okay, and that's from 11 to 3, and that's the uh, Community Quilt Day. I love that um, that name. And, you know, of course, I automatically think about how we use quilts to disguise messages um, during slavery. Um, oh, yeah. And so there's always that historical connection um, um, that's there. And so I know you have that coming up uh, here. We talked about, uh, you talked about some of the other programs. I, I know that I've also participated uh, in, a, in a huge Kwanzaa event that you have in uh, December um, so you, ha- you do all types of programs pretty much uh, um, you know a- a- around the clock how can people uh, find more out more information out about uh, the programming that you do
4: um, well, the easiest thing to do is just go to the Museum's website. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have our information up either on our main homepage or if you just go click on the calendar menu, you'll see our programs for each month and, you know, we have our programs up through September
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um, our our website address is, of course, okay. Um they can also check out our facebook as as well okay. um we also include our information there okay as well
1: Okay. In fact, Trey, Tr- I'm going to have you hold on one quick moment. I want to ask you a couple of, just a couple of other follow-up questions before we sure. go, but I need to take a quick little break so that we can make sure that people are staying out of this heat, know what the temperature is, and also the traffic. So just stay stay tuned for one moment. Um, you're listening to The Uncle Devin Show here on WL 1450 AM, uh, 95.9 FM. Uh, my guest is Terry Lewis with the Reginald Lewis Museum, and she'll be right back with you in just one moment. Don't You Go Anywhere. And we're back. Uh, This is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And you're listening to my radio talk show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM. And today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation. Uh, the first 24-7 online children's music radio station with an urban twist Um, I I created this station because there is no children's music radio in our community that caters to our culture despite the fact that our culture has been the ones that help create the majority of the music that you hear Uh, and just like our previous uh, uh, guest uh, Nita Dixon had mentioned um, you know we are allowing forces outside of our community to get us to actually what's – the, what's the term I'm trying to look for? Ignore the culture that we brought in. And, and you know, the one thing is music isn't just over here and then uh, life is over here. It's always been a continuum. It's all part of the same process. It's all part of the same connection. But when we start to divide it up like this, um, then it becomes a problem. Uh, my guest on the line now is uh, Terry – Taylor uh she is uh education music program director at the Reginald Lewis uh, Museum in Baltimore Maryland and now uh, Terry I talked a little bit about uh I am we nation radio and I, I know I share with you a little bit about what 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 we do in terms of being able to provide music just uh, and and you know from your standpoint how important has music been to the programming that you all do at the at the Reginald Lewis Museum
4: Oh, I think music is very important. You know, um, it's a part of the universal language. Yes. You know, communicating. Um, I find that, you know, families are naturally um, curious and and, and and enjoy listening to various music. Um, when we have a, a lot of our family programming, I tend to play uh, music of the African diaspora. Yes. Uh, during our, our activities, and it always amazes me on how, it, it seems to to calm and mm. energize and feed the audience right um, when they're working on their projects and and I, I find sometimes people also tend to linger on and it's just kind of an unspoken thing <laughs> right It doesn't matter um you know with your races or that's anything right. like that everybody just kind of connects
1: that's it. right i mean music is so universal that's that's the beauty of it that to me is is why you know what we do and what you and you all providing artists like myself and you know i, I know other artists that you've you've worked with uh, culture queen uh, jessica mm-hmm. hebron and others in fact um in terms of some of the musicians and i'm trying to think if um I, I, you, you've had other um, uh, a whole host of people up there, including, um, oh, my grace are going oh, to kill me for forgetting their name. Um, oh, uh, this is during the book fair. Anyway, it, it'll come back well, to me. Well,
4: Callal- we've had Callal- Callaloo. We've had Callaloo. Callaloo. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Who, Absolutely. Who does, who does puppetry and, and music. Yes. And of course. Um, Culture Queen. Yes. Um, in addition, um, Maria Broom um, and mm-hmm. her drummer have, have come. Yes. In, in the past. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. Yes. Um, and we used to have, it was a long time ago, um, right here in our area, Abu the Flute Maker. Ah. And um, he's a storyteller. We call him like the pipe Piper of music here. <laughs> right. And what he does is he um, takes, um, he recycles things oh. that he finds in the community. Okay. To make them into musical instruments. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Does he do classes where he also shows people how to do it themselves or just he would just uh,
4: i think he does okay. um it used to be um I, I don't know if he does it as much now but like when the museum first opened you mm-hmm. know he did a lot of programs also at the library and we, we had concerts here and he had everything that made you felt like you were like having a sym- symphony yeah. orchestra oh, that's wonderful. The things that he's, he was able to find okay
1: well that's that's great well i, I again I, it's just I, I love the museum and how can how can people support the museum. Uh I, I think you have memberships?
4: Yes. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit so about we, that? Yeah, so we have um museum membership. Um we always try to say, you know, if you, if you enjoy our programming and you want to support the museum and and, and what we're doing, you know, become a member. Mm-hmm. Um membership is very flexible from the person who is an individual membership mm-hmm. uh which I think maybe like $30, mm-hmm. you know, as low as that. Um, to family memberships uh-huh. um, which I believe is around $55 uh-huh. and that includes like four people who can utilize that membership uh-huh. And it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a father mother relationship it could be a grandparent right with with several of their um, grandchildren and so with that membership you know, they're able to, to go through the museum that year with uh, free admission for a majority of our programming. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that helps out with bringing the kids yes. um, out regularly. Okay. The other thing is people can, you know, personally donate um Whether it's to our the education department, Mm -hmm. um, we have a program called CAP, Children's Access Program, that helps assist bringing school groups, education groups here to the museum for field trips, and that is that um, assist with admission as well as with bus transportation.
1: Well, I'm going to make a commitment on air, and I'm gonna ask some of my followers to do the same uh that uh later today I'm gonna to go ahead and purchase a membership. I can't believe I've never done it before up until uh-huh. now. Uh so I'm going I'm not sure I have to look at ones I think according to your site, um if you're a student, mm-hmm. there's a twenty dollar membership with yeah. a valid student ID. Uh mm-hmm. seniors, uh there's yeah. a thirty dollar uh membership uh for adults sixty five and older. Um, you have individual as you mentioned thirty five dollars and then the family is fifty five dollars for two adults and up to four children. You can't beat that. You'll spend all that you money, one, you know, at, at McDonald's one day. So let's support our museums. Um, and so I, I love what you're doing. So I will certainly do that. And I'm gonna see if we can get uh, a five of our um, or ten ten of our followers uh, to do so this week. And you can send me an email, and I can make the announcement next week that we reach that goal. I'm only asking for ten. To so go to LewisMuseum.org, click on uh, membership. And let's all become a member so we can support the the wonderful work that they're doing there. But then also I see that you have a a donate now button that people can also just make an open contribution to the library. Is that correct?
4: Yes, that is correct.
1: Okay, wonderful. So there are many ways that you can you can make a, uh, have a contribution to the work that we're doing. And again, uh, you can reach them at lewismuseum dot org o r g. Now I know that uh, the I think you had shared with me that the community quilt day that's coming up this Saturday from eleven to three is that sold out or are you uh, is it still a, no. no 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 okay the there more is,
4: the, the merrier okay um, and that's um, reduced admission that day as well. Okay. $5. Oh, okay. That's all. So like you said, you can yeah, oh, $5. Goodness. So we, we we try to, you know, we want to, you know, like Kwanzaa, we want to to, to have the community to come out mm-hmm. and not be accessible yes. to, to everyone. Okay. So, mm-hmm.
1: All right. So Community Quilt Day this upcoming uh, uh, Saturday. What's the date of the Saturday coming up? Uh, that
4: is July 27th. Okay.
1: July 27th. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: From 11 to 3. And for those people um, 11 o'clock is storytelling with Diane Macklin
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, in the galleries. 11 to 3 is our community um, craft, the quilt squares. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have dance performance at 1 o'clock.
1: Okay, good. So there's a whole host of things that oh, are there. Yeah. Um, you all usually have vendors that are available. I, I don't know if you will at this event. Um, are there, If people want to walk away with something. Um, is there opportunities for them? You, I mean, I think you have a store in the, in the, in the museum we as well. Yeah. So
4: this time we're just going to have the quilters displaying their quilts. We'll have about 10 quilt displays and okay. demos. So kids will learn about how to weave, how okay. to hand stitch. There will be African um, fabric material to view. Mm. But our museum gift shop will be open and we have uh, children's books you know you know from the the book fair and Mm -hmm. all kinds of wonderful um trinkets and pieces that people can look at and and purchase and that supports the museum too yes um you know checking out our stuff at the gift shop
1: okay well this is absolutely wonderful um opportunity and uh for anyone in the dmv area any and even if you're not take a trip and go to the museum. We can go. I remember Dick Gregory used to always talk about how we can spend all this money to go down to Disneyland to see a rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why can't we go and spend you know, money to go to uh, Reginald Lewis Museum and, and, and go visit our uh, museums that, 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 that need our support? Because if, the, if we don't support them, you know, then who else will? And and I also want to just give a shout out to all your members of your board of directors that are doing a wonderful job uh, and your current president. Um, Uh, and CEO and and, and others that are just Mm -hmm. making these things happen because we know it isn't easy Um, and uh, so we just thank you for the the work that you're doing in the community again you can reach them at lewismuseum.org and then if you go forward slash membership um, you can become a member like I'm going to do today so I will get my membership uh, and hopefully we can get uh, if you become a member if there's a spot for you to say it Say you were recommended by the Uncle Devin Show, and um, we, can, we can take it from there. Well, Terry, I, again, I want to thank you for the wonderful work you, you've, been, you've been doing and the friend you have been to the Uncle Devin Show, uh, and we look forward to just continuing uh, the work that we do. And the invitation is also open to you. If you have something coming up and you want it to be announced, just give me a call, and uh, we'll make sure that the community is aware of it.
4: All right, we'll do that. And I want to say thank you so much. We enjoy having you at the
1: museum all of these years. Well, you're more than welcome. Alright, thanks again. And everyone, you've been listening, that was again Terry Taylor. She's the Education Music Program Director at the Original Lewis Museum up in uh, the wonderful city of Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, I also want to thank my my earlier guest, Anita Dixon uh, with the American Music Apprenticeship Program. And stay tuned. I am certainly going to find a way to get her in the D.C. area where we can talk more about apprenticeships and how we can um, expand on that man this has been a great program i'm 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 excited i i, I just can't wait to just let people know the, the depth and the wit and the breadth of work that we're doing um, to change our communities and it can be done uh, with all of us so again i am uncle devin this is the uncle devin show on WOL 1450 am 95.9 fm thank you for tuning in and we're going to see you next week i have another wonderful guest just uh stay tuned and remember Life is a drum, so beat it.